Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the new episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Um, today with me I have uh, Chris Creates, um, so if you want to kind of go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, what's up everyone? Uh, my name is Chris. I'm a 23-year-old artist from Kansas, specifically Manhattan, if anyone knows where that's at. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad to be here. So, Just got to mention it real quick. For those of you that are watching the video version of the podcast, you might notice that there's no actual video um, and that's because Chris kind of uh, values that um, anonymity with his art. So do you kind of want to go and explain like why you chose to kind of stay separate from your art? Yeah. So I guess like the main reason is um, when I really started the art journey, I was just kind of like really focused on pushing out the art and separating that from myself. And like, I just really want the art to stand out and have value. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily care about any like, certain credit my whole goal with it is kind of just to have it be out there in the world and let people um make their own impressions of it without like my identity kind of getting in the way um and then like another reason is i just i'm not really a big fan of the internet i kind of see mm -hmm. it as like just a great way to like connect with people um but like consuming wise like i just try to stay off of it and part of that is just being anonymous i kind of just like um, exploring and kind of just having my own like real friend group in real life and that's where I like to mm -hmm. just spend most of my time and not put a lot of myself out there um, but mainly it's just I want the art to speak for itself and I just really love that about the and I don't know what the word is anonymity <laughs> an <laughs> yeah it's, it's a but, tough yeah. one I, I was surprised I got it out right the first time yeah <laughs> But no, I'd say that's the main reason. There's nothing really to it other than mm. that's pretty much it. Just giving the art the most value it can and letting people interpret it interpret it without um, putting myself out there too much. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's important to, you know, not, I mean, a lot of people, and not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, they make it a lot about them um, instead of their art. And so, I mean, there can be obviously uh, positives and negatives to that. Um, but especially in the internet age, you know, it's, I feel like a lot of people think they have to. Um, and so it's kind of nice that, you know, you're, you're here and saying, you know, you don't have to, you know, you can be separate. Like it's, it's great to use as a tool to like expand your audience, um, and, you know, meet new people and get inspired. Um, but you know, you can still just hang out with your friends in real life, you know, do stuff. Um, so I think it can be a really yeah. great tool, but you don't have to, it doesn't have to be your whole thing. No, exactly. And yeah. Just like with that, it's like I want to keep a fine line between like an artist and like an influencer in a way because I think sometimes mm -hmm. like and there's nothing wrong with people who choose to take that route of like meshing the two. Um, but for me, I just value the art standing alone like a lot more than um, some people do. So, yeah, like we kind of talked about a little bit before, you know, being from kind of being from Kansas in general and then be, being from kind of smaller to medium sized towns. Um, I think it's really important to be able to use it as a tool because like, you know, for me, there's art around here, but it's not always, it's, you know, maybe be more folksy or, you know, not exactly the kind of art scene that I'm more interested in. Um, so it's nice to be able to have sure. that and be able to connect with people, um, but it doesn't have to be your whole world. So I think it's a really useful tool um, and especially for people, you know, not in big cities or something or in you know states or towns where you wouldn't consider them to be very artsy to still get their stuff out there um, and connect with others yeah no I totally agree so I wanted to kind of just 
ask you some basics about like how did you start developing your art style um, and your skills? Did you always kind of like I know you do a lot of like uh, pastels and oil or oil pastels, I believe, um, <clears throat> and a lot of stuff like digital art on like Procreate. Um, how did you start your, I guess, artistic journey? Um, then how has that kind of evolved into where you are now? Yeah, so I guess from an early age, I was really interested in just a lot of creative things. Um, I was always making stuff, whether that was like video content, uh, just doodling. I used to draw on my own all the time in like middle school, high school, all the time during class, I would just be doodling in my notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really didn't take it seriously at all until like midway through college. And the main, the main reason being was I just kind of never had a, a, too many artistic like influences, like in my real life, like in high school, like I took art classes and stuff, but mm-hmm. majority of people never like saw it as a career or something that could be a path to something bigger than just doodling mm-hmm. um, where I grew up. And so I really never thought about it. And then so I came to college and I was just I switched my major a few times. I was studying architecture at first. Then I switched to business because that was a lot for me. (laughs) And then I switched again to like human development, which is more like um, a lot of people do like social work or like therapy with that. Mm -hmm. And COVID hit. But during like this whole time, I was slowly like relearning like a lot of like creative outlets in my free time just away from class because it was really frustrating me, honestly. I wasn't really seeing like a career that I could go into that I would love. And so I downloaded Photoshop and Illustrator actually on my computer. And where my first like real roots of starting what Chris K creates is uh, started there. I was just doing vector art, line art, um, Mm. like digitally creating over photos of like rap artists or pop culture stuff. And I kind of learned the ins and outs of Photoshop and began doing like cover art and just random edits on my own. Um, And then eventually kind of where what you see, like what I'm creating now, a lot of the digital illustration stuff uh, began when my friend sold me an iPad for a hundred dollars in the middle of COVID when I was super bored and I just, I had a little bit of money. I was like, why not? Like, fuck it. I'll buy this iPad and try procreate. Cause I was seeing people like Codone. Do you know who Codone is? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Great. Like pop culture doodle artist, I guess you could call mm-hmm. him from Tulsa. And that's where I kind of learned what procreate was. So I downloaded it and I kind of kept doing the same thing, doing like drawings, illustrations or rappers and stuff. And eventually I just found like my own groove. I started editing brushes and stuff Mm -hmm. and figuring out what works with me when I'm creating and drawing on the iPad. And I just went with it. I put my head down for like two, three years and I just probably eight to 12 hours a day. I just really like develop my style and like the art form specifically that I wanted Mm -hmm. to create on the iPad so a lot of like the pastel-y looking stuff you see that's all digital besides like my charcoal work so and yeah that's just kind of where I've gotten to and I just Mm -hmm. really fell in love with it and I just really love creating whatever comes to mind throughout the day 
Um, I'm sure you'll ask about like my influences and stuff later, but stylistically, mm -hmm. that's kind of like the journey of how I got to where I am now. Cool. That's interesting to kind of see how it went from like Photoshop and Illustrator and you and you not even being like, I assumed you were an art major um, the whole time, but you know, seemed like you just kind of were trying to find what you were more into and then COVID happened and just like everybody, you got a little time with yourself more than normal. Yeah. Um, and so it's cool that you kind of were able to develop these skills out of that and like how it went from Photoshop to just randomly, you know, oh, my friend has an iPad for sale. Let's check out Procreate um, and using it because I, I have an iPad. Um, I got like uh, during COVID uh, kind of to use for school and stuff. Um, and I have Procreate because, I mean, it's 10 bucks. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy like how simple the app is, but how, uh, I guess, in-depth the tools can be and what you can do with it. Because um, I'm not a very great... A digital artist in the sense of actually like drawing and doodling myself um, but it's crazy to see like what you can do um, with just an iPad and a $10 app and maybe a pin um, so it's kind of cool to see that you were able to kind of evolve over COVID um, even since then in only like a two-year span into what you're doing now. Yeah I was just going to add to the Procreate thing that was like the like you said buying it for $100 and then a $10 um, app it's just amazing. Like you have unlimited canvas. You can have as many like different mediums like as you want, like, and it's super affordable. So that's why I really like dove into it um, because art is expensive if you're doing stuff physically. Um, mm -hmm. And digital just offers a whole new opportunity. And that's why I just think it's a great, it's a great thing for anyone to just learn and use as a creative outlet when you don't have a lot of money. So then if you kind of started with um, digital, what made you uh, make the jump to? I mean, I've seen you've done physical art. Um, what kind of made you be like, okay, I got this digital stuff kind of figured out. Now I'm going to try physical. Like, how was that, I guess, transformation process from digital to physical? So sometimes digitally, like sitting down and drawing on the iPad all day, it can get like, boring and feel a little like repetitive mm -hmm. when I'm doing it so much I, I love it but sometimes I just need a break from that and one thing I just found I, I do enjoy I always have just like acrylic painting so I, I do that in my spare time as well it's kind of I, I use that and charcoal drawings as just a break from like the usual of what I get into whenever I'm in like a creative slump or I just need to really relax and get into that flow state a little more for myself mm -hmm. I'll switch to that for like a day to a week and really just that's really just a recharge for me to go back to the iPad because it, it is important to take a break and try things differently I think because it'll open your mind to different creative possibilities that you might not discover if you're just doing the same thing every day so yeah that's kind of cool that you you know use it not <clears throat> you don't just stop using it you just kind of use the physical art as a break. So you're still creating, you're still, you know, getting inspired and using your um, art skills, but you're also taking a break, but still creating. Um, so it's kind of nice that you're able to find a way to, you know, still get stuff done and still work on your art, um, but it makes it fun and exciting. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, um, that's, that's the most important part to improving, I feel. Yeah, for sure. And I think a really big important part to improving is not burning yourself out. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of artists sometimes just try to 
push push ideas out other especially with social media nowadays like there's a constant like need for more content and sometimes that can bring a lot of pressure on artists I think trying to get their work out there and the quality of the work goes down if you're just trying to get something out there every day so yeah keeping your mind fresh and just doing stuff for yourself and recharging is super super important in my mind so I gotta ask as a fellow Kansan um, how has Kansas influenced your art? I mean, I know you do a lot of like nature stuff, landscapes, um, but can you go more in depth about how maybe it influenced or hasn't really influenced your art? Yeah, um, I've been a huge nature lover my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, I was actually thinking about this the other day when I look back on how I would spend a lot of my like time as a kid. Like, there's not a whole lot to do. I grew up in a town of about ten thousand people. Mm-hmm. so there's not a whole lot like around me and I found most of my time I was out either on like exploring like woods or like the grasslands with my friends just doing mm-hmm. random stuff on trails at lakes stuff like that and I was surrounded by just like rolling hills of grass all the time and it, I've, I've slowly like seen the connection of my environment to my art more and more of just seeing the places that I'm most at peace being captured back in the art, you'll notice I Mm -hmm. draw a lot of grass and a lot of my stuff and flowers and plants. And my dad was a huge, is a huge gardener. So I grew up with a lot of flowers in my backyard. And I really think that's just the biggest impact on me in terms of what you see me drawing is nature as a whole. I think we can learn a lot from nature and I've really taken a lot of peace, like how to find my own peace from just mm-hmm. seeing the natural world develop and grow on its own around me. And I, I really just appreciate it a lot in that sense. That, that's cool. I mean, I was going to ask next kind of I know a lot of your stuff is, you know, about peace and, you know, growing and there's a lot of, you know, positivity from your art. So it's kind of cool to see how, you know, growing up in a small town or smaller town with, you know, not as much to do when people are like, oh, you know, how are you going to get inspired? Um, the nature, I mean, that's a big aspect. I mean, especially in Kansas. I mean, most areas, there's not a ton of trees, so you can just look out for, like, miles. Um, and so most people think, like, oh, this is boring. But it's cool that you kind of try to capture the serenity of it, the um, beautiful, how beautiful and serene it is, um, and how it can be calming and energizing. Um, so it's nice that you're able to kind of capture the peaceful message um and really show off that positivity and relaxation feel with your art um but i gotta ask since that's kind of how you're inspired um by i guess the local surroundings and stuff how do you overcome any creative blocks when you're just not feeling like creating um i know you kind of mentioned earlier with like switching to physical when you're burnt out with digital stuff um but is there any time that you just some days don't feel like creating um and how do you get past that if so yeah um i i go through many creative blocks honestly Mm -hmm. um i think one of the biggest the biggest things that's helped me is just stepping away from it i think if you sometimes i'll sit down at my desk i won't have an idea and i'll i'll try to figure out something for like an hour or two and nothing's coming to mind so i'll just step away i'll go for a walk i'll clean the house I'll do something else just to Mm -hmm. get my mind completely off obsessing over like what I'm going to do next 
And that sometimes can range from a day to like three, four days, even longer than a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just, a lot of it just requires t- like forcing yourself to take a break. And I'm someone who just loves to work. I love being busy. So it's hard for mm-hmm. me sometimes. Um, but like besides just stepping away, going for a walk or something, I'll go hang out with friends. I'll talk on the phone with family. I'll, I'll, I'll do just pretty much whatever I can to just keep my mind away from it. I'll meditate. I'll go for a run. And mm-hmm. eventually I just know if I don't force it, something will come to me eventually. So I try not to just stress over it mm-hmm. because it, it always ends up bringing an idea eventually. So say nice. Yeah. Usually when I've talked to some others on the podcast and just, um, in life, other artists, they kind of, most of the time say, just kind of take a break, you know, step away, do something. Yeah. Like completely different just to kind of get your mind off of it. Um, it's not usually very good to force art, um, and kind of like you mentioned earlier with, you know, social media and everybody really, you know, wanting new content, new content, new content. Um, I feel like a lot of people are, feel, feel like maybe they're forced to create. Um, and I think that's kind of important. Like you were talking about that just, you know, it's okay to, you know, not do stuff for a few days or even a week, you know, sometimes it takes time for that stuff um, to come. So I think that's a really good way to put it. Um, and then I was also going to ask, uh, what inspired your, um, I mean, at least I know you've been doing it a lot recently, maybe you've done it in the past, um, but your charcoal works. Yeah. Um, so that's actually a funny story. I really, it had never, charcoal had never been on my mind. I had never done it before, probably until about probably six to eight months ago. And Mm -hmm. I had a friend whose uh, sister was like an art school and they were both moving away from Manhattan. So she gave me just a big, like, like a bunch of pads of paper that they never used and just a huge charcoal set Mm -hmm. because they just knew I was into art and thought it could be useful. And one day I just sat down and I started messing with it a little bit and I just really found it to be a super fun process. It was, it felt it just felt really relaxing compared to like other stuff I did. And mm-hmm. when I, when I draw with charcoal, I feel like I'm flowing like a lot more artistically and just the free flow of the mind when I'm doing a charcoal, I'm not thinking about anything else and I'm paying really close attention to detail than other work I feel like. And it was just super meditative and I just kept doing more and more and I really just fell in love with it. It's it's just one of my, it's honestly probably my favorite medium now. Mm-hmm. And this whole week, actually, I've just been doing charcoals. I've barely touched the iPad, so. Nice. That's cool that it's um, kind of therapeutic and meditative, like you said. Um, that's in kind of like the iPad situation. You know, it's cool that, you know, oh, you had a friend or someone you knew that was just happened to have some charcoals they gave you. And now you've discovered something that you, you know, like you said, you've been doing it like all the past week um, that you really like. So it's cool that, you know, things can just happen like that. You know, you don't have to go out and like try all these things. You know, you can just kind of let things happen. And I think that's important to know. Yeah, no, I agree. And I just I think it just goes to show that it's important to just try new things because you never know what might stick with you or Mm -hmm. um, speak to you. And before then, I never would have even thought I would have 
like drawing with charcoal and I barely even knew what it was honestly like I had seen it before <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was really intimidating because like a lot of charcoal art you see online is like really detailed and yeah people are great with it and if you have no experience you're like how do you take this powdered <laughs> mess and turn it into something amazing on paper and mm-hmm. it's just practice practice is the answer and I'm really glad I got into it nice um and then to kind of talk about some of your other pieces, um, I saw you've done a lot of drawings of, you know, artists, I mean, rappers and stuff. Um, so, like, I think I saw Lil Wayne, Trippy, Kendrick, Lil Yachty. Um, so I'm assuming you listen to a lot of rap, um, but I'm curious how maybe music, not necessarily just rap, um, but how that has influenced um, you and maybe your art as well. Oh, yeah. Um, music is definitely, like, the second, like, biggest part of my creative life. Um, I absolutely love music and growing up in a small town again, music was like a great escape for me and it, it gave me an outlook on different lives that I, that were never around me and how, mm-hmm. how to be creative. I think in general, you can learn a lot from musicians and the art they create and hip hop really stuck with me, um, from a young age. I just had I think I discovered like a little Wayne album when I was probably in like sixth grade or something, <laughs> just scrolling through YouTube and then like young money stuff. And, and I really just, it was just so different than anything around me. I just was really drawn to it um, because of the uniqueness of it compared to my environment. And then from there, I just, I kept exploring it and um, I got to give a shout out to Cole Bennett because with lyrical lemonade, mm-hmm. um, that's really what sparked my creativity during my like early years here in college was seeing the crazy like trippy music video trippy red music videos the uh, I can't even think of right now off the top of my head but just seeing his um, mm-hmm. creative process of video editing really showed me that hey like he's from a smaller town near Chicago too I was like you can do like super creative stuff that um, you might have never thought you'd be able to do if you mm-hmm. just put your head down and you put in the work. And yeah, hip hop has just been a huge influence. And I just, when I create portraits of artists and stuff, it's just strictly out of love for what they've given me and trying to recipro- reciprocate that into the world. So sweet. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, Cole Bennett definitely is a big inspiration for me and like creating, I mean, this podcast and everything. Um, as well I remember seeing him like randomly I got a YouTube video uh, of him in like 2017 2016 something Um, like before he like really like blew up um, of him just like saying his double XL freshman predictions Um, and so I've kind of known about him for a long time and then it was interesting to see kind of his rise and how I mean everything that he's been able to do I mean like you said I mean his videos are insane i mean like everybody wants a lyrical lemonade video because if you're a big artist it's going to do numbers but even if you're a smaller upcoming artist it'll most likely do numbers and be insane um and especially how you mentioned the uh him kind of showing you that you can create it and you can do this stuff without having a you know huge video team or huge backing behind you um i know recently he's done He's been on like a big kick of like all of his videos are just being shot on an iPhone. And I think that's like so cool that he's showing people that like, hey, you know, this is all we use is an iPhone and then like, you know, editing. And we were able to make 
a, like a studio, like professional quality video. Um, so I think it's really cool that he was kind of showing people that like you can do this. Like yes, I've you know kind of made it in a sense, and you know have all this stuff, but all I all you need is a phone, like or a camera, and maybe some editing, and you can make stuff just as good as me. So I think that's something really, really cool that he's done in like the past year or so. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the iPhone video thing because that was on my mind too. It's just, it's amazing, like comparatively, like shooting a video on an iPhone, I, I would compare that to creating digitally on an iPad. Like you have all the tools you really need if for that are really affordable. And mm-hmm. it's just really inspiring seeing him push that on to like a newer, younger generation that has growing up with all of this technology and um i just i'm a, I'm a big fan of pushing to produce content or create more than you're consuming and i think he's a perfect example of leading the path for that so speaking about like rap music videos um how did you end up working um and designing some of this stuff for gunna's too easy music video Oh yeah, I totally that kind of like skips my mind sometimes. I <laughs> I just kind of forget about it because mm-hmm. uh, it was about. So I guess I'll start from the beginning. Uh, I got to give a shout out to By Drozen. That's his Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really cool guy, cre- creator, graphic designer, um, and we kind of connected early on um, when both of us were kind of starting out. I'm not sure how much he had done before, but I'm pretty sure he moved out to LA and had been um, getting ins, creating designs for movie posters, TV posters. Um, he does a lot of visual work for and graphics for music videos. And it was like a Friday night and I was about to go out with some friends actually. And he texted me, he was like, hey, uh, are you free? I got a project. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I was about to go do something. And then the next text was like, it's for Gunna. And <laughs> I like, I like lost my mind, honestly, because mm-hmm. that was, that was one of the first like huge, truly like big artists I think I've ever done like a project or like a small part of a project for. So instantly I just like canceled everything I had to do. And we spent about three days, a uh, little sleep, just kind of, working through things and what I ended up doing for the too easy video was designing uh the graphic that's on the football football helmet in that scene Mm -hmm. uh it's like a snake it's like the snake the slime logo because future gunna and all them were on it and roddy rich i think is the other feature on there and so they wanted slime related you know and so we did that we busted that out and then uh i got asked to also do the weather icons Mm-hmm. So there's a segment where Future's like the weatherman and he's kind of pointing at the green screen. And so I made Gunna's like head, a little like almost clip art image of the sun. And then Future was a cloud. And then I did like a cloud raining slime and stuff like that. So I was, it was amazing. And shout out to him because that was one of the coolest opportunities I've had. And getting to see something you created being produced on like such a high budget music video and a level like that was just Mm -hmm. surreal honestly i it was one of the greatest experiences so far i've had designing so yeah i mean i think that's i mean that's super cool i mean i checked the video earlier today and it has the almost 11 million plays so i mean that's kind of crazy that's crazy even if it's just like some smaller stuff kind of like that just little designs throughout 
um, it's still kind of crazy that, I mean, someone from, you know, a smaller town, like you probably never thought that would happen, especially, you know, two years ago, just getting started, you know, doodling on an iPad. And in two years, you know, you're doing designs for Gunna. Um, so that's kind of cool and kind of plays into the, you know, you have the tools. Like you mentioned, have an iPad, Procreate, you can pretty much do <laughs> anything you want. Um, so that's, I mean, crazy and all, really like insane that you're able to uh, do that. And then, yeah, I probably, I probably would have canceled any plans I had uh, to, to work for, for Gunna or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, man, it, it was surreal. Uh, so then I mean, we've been talking about a bunch of different artists and stuff. Um, besides Gunna, um, who would you like to work with in the future? And, and that could be an individual, maybe a company you want to collab with. Um, you know, who, who, and you can give one or a couple that you'd be interested in working with. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm really like into a lot of like underground hip hop and mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of like young artists like, um, baby Santana, mm -hmm. Glaive, um, Midwest. I'm trying to think of mm -hmm. more off the top of my head, but there's just a big, there's just a lot of them right now that are creating great music at such a young age. And, mm -hmm. um, baby Santana actually reached out to me, um, a few months ago and just like I said, appreciate your art and, gave me like some love and Nick Mira is another one who followed me and has shown a lot of love. And mm -hmm. I hope one day just to maybe just contribute to their music in some way with like creating cover art for mm -hmm. a lot of these younger artists and um, just helping bring like visuals to like the great art they're producing right now. Mm -hmm. And Nick Mira is another one, internet money, um, yeah. just doing cover arts for a lot of their artists and stuff for their mm -hmm. producers, I think would be really cool. Um, Lil Yachty is just another one that I've always been a fan of and I would mm -hmm. love to do like cover art for him uh, besides that if we're talking like clothing lines and stuff um, Ransom by Johnny cool. Ransom I, shout out Johnny huge fan of Cuff Boys and them so I'd love to do something with them eventually I want to do like some kind of like tea collab or like a commission like piece for Johnny I think that'd be super dope mm -hmm. Um, I know my style and like doesn't necessarily fit, but in terms of like what I'm making now, but I think in a collaborative way, I could, I would love to just do something like that with like a clothing line, like ransom, mm -hmm. um, half evil is dope as well out of Chicago. Yeah. Oh, I love half evil. Yeah. Um, trying to think off the top of my head if there's any more, um, I'm sure I'm missing some, but that's that's mm -hmm. the first things that come to mind and just kind of the influences I'm, I've had for a while and then also just the younger crowd of guys coming in, making music, and it's just amazing. So yeah, Ransom was one of the, I guess, kind of the first, I don't know, independent or like smaller clothing brands because um, I had watched Cuff Boys and like learned about Johnny and learned about Ransom. And so, I mean, several years ago, that's when I like first kind of started getting into that and then getting into the scene, I guess, on Instagram, you know, following it to know like people like Codone and a bunch of other artists like, or Half Evil. Like I literally just bought two Half Evil shirts like a month ago. Um, like I really love um, those yeah. brands and then a, a ton of others. Um, so I think it's really cool that they've shown that you can go from, you know, small to having, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and, you know, doing big collabs and big stuff. 
Um, so yeah, that I mean yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, ho- hopefully one day I hope to have uh, Johnny and Sam, um, I think on the podcast, um, just to kind of talk about that because what they've been able to do is really cool and it's definitely inspired me and I'm sure thousands and thousands of others. Oh yeah, no, they're great and I, I yeah, I love everything they're doing and I love their one the Cuff Boys' ability to like be all in their own lane but come together and just mm-hmm. like create this like wholesome like friendship connection that's so much more and they've been Mm -hmm. able to just basically create an empire through it all so props to them like they're definitely like another huge inspiration for me yeah cuff boys i remember when they were like first kind of getting popular back in like the early soundcloud era i guess i don't know 2016 2017 Uh, and like all that was interconnected and they'd go and like meet people at different music festivals and obviously landon was kind of getting big um, himself, Johnny was making clothes, uh, Cam mm-hmm. was doing YouTube. So yeah, like you said, they all kind of did their own stuff, but came together and kind of worked as a team, as a unison. So you could really tell that, you know, they had a strong friendship. Um, and so that's kind of cool that, you know, it's you don't just have to leave your friends behind and do this. You can all come up together. And I think they're a great example of that. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, so you've made, I mean, obviously like prints and stickers and stuff, but you've also branched out into like clothes um, I think you just launched a figure like a month or two ago um, woven blankets a rug um, how do you want to expand just the clothing or do you want to make a bunch more products in the future um, kind of talk about any plans or stuff you'd maybe like to do in the future for the more products yeah um, with the clothing I I really do love designing clothes mm-hmm. um, but I also really like again being like super into nature and stuff i'm kind of against like the mass production like Mm -hmm. um fast fashion aspect of it Mm -hmm. so right now i've really been the past year i haven't released a new piece of clothing for a while now and i've really just been researching and figuring out how i can make it more sustainable um just because that's something i value a lot Mm -hmm. and i don't want to just like contribute to more just like mass screen printing because there are so many people trying to do like streetwear and mm-hmm. clothing right now. If I'm going to create something, I really want to do something that's going to stand out and be unique. So in terms of clothes, I'm kind of in a hiatus of figuring out the direction I want to take it. That's going to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And it, that's going to be good. Cause I'm, I'm proud of the stuff I've done, but I deep down, I like know I can do a lot more complex designs and also figure out a way to like balance that with this with the sustainability aspect um so yeah i don't really have any plans for that right now but it's something that's been i've been working through and trying to figure out um in terms of like the figurine i made i really i really do love the idea of like 3d sculptures and having like a main character in a Mm -hmm. lot of my art i think i have the perfect um style and message that I'm trying to portray like in a way that I can capture that so the 3d figures is something I really want to like pursue a lot more and this first one was kind of just like a prototype to see what was possible and to see kind of how just the system works of getting that like created and Mm -hmm. um done so I'm I'm proud of what I did and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of that. I'm not sure exactly what that means, 
Um, but I'm, I, I'm picturing right now just expanding more into that 3D sculpting and creating almost like lines of not necessarily toys, but like collectibles that can kind of just sit where someone can, someone can look at it all day and use it as a reminder of something positive. And so with that first one, I did my character holding like the heart and the peace sign in his hands. And I just think that's a, it's really nice for me, at least I have it on my desk and I can look at it when I'm maybe not feeling too good or need some inspiration and mm-hmm. kind of remind myself that everything's going to be good. And the more I put out like that, I just want to replicate that in unique, different ways. So definitely going to be doing more of that in the future. Yeah. I think, um, you're talking about like kind of the being eco-friendly and material waste and stuff. Um, I think that's a huge issue. Um, my originally this podcast kind of formed from, um, so I, I'm a business major, a business management, um, but I did a lot of, uh, entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurship classes. Um, and for, you know, most of them you had to make like a company. Um, and my company was originally like a, I guess, eco-friendly kind of streetwear style brand. Um, and so I had to do like a lot of research into that, you know, trying to, uh, go into like how I would manufacture it, what costs would be. Um, and it's definitely um, possible, but it is definitely a more difficult process and something you got to kind of be more wary of than if you were to just, you know, kind of like you said, mass screen print. Because um, I think that's a very important issue and a lot of people don't realize how big of an issue it is. Um, so that's really cool that you kind of were like, I know I can do this better. And so, you know, just give it time, you know, and, and you'll get it. Um, so it's kind of cool that, you have a big focus on that because that's kind of where this podcast came from. I was wanting to do that. I was like, well, I'm not the best artist and this is kind of hard um, for me to do right now. So I'll do, you know, interviews and talk to people and kind of get more information and learn about them. Um, But eventually whenever I do launch like merch or different products, um, sustainability is going to be a huge factor. Um, So I think that's really cool that you kind of uh, are talking about that and really focused on that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a super important thing. And that's also with my prints and stuff, I keep them limited. So every piece of art I make and I make prints of it, I only make 10 of each and kind of use that as a way to cut back on even like paper consumption and stuff like that. And then all the Mm -hmm. packaging I use, I try to use recycled cardboard and stuff like Mm -hmm. that to um, ship my products out. And it's it's just something I don't think that's at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I just kind of want to lead a wave of people realizing the importance of it. So I'm glad to hear you're kind of on the same page. That's awesome. Um, so sweet. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see what um, clothes you eventually make, the new figures and what other products you make. Because like I said, you know, I really, really like and appreciate your focus on that sustainability. Because I think a lot of people don't think about that. Uh, which I mean, you know, if you just want to design stuff, make a few shirts, you know, you're not gonna <laughs> kill the earth, but it's, I think it's an important thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will become more and more important um, for consumers, I guess, buying from um, artists and companies um, in the future. Um, but then I also wanted to kind of briefly touch on um, your NFT collection. I know you did, I think like the sunset series and maybe some individual pieces. Um, I just kind of wanted to ask what inspired you to make those. Yeah. um, So the Sunset Collection, I call it Finding Peace at Sunset. And again, Mm -hmm. growing up in Kansas, uh, 
for people who don't know, like <laughs> we have amazing sunsets here. That's one of the that's true. One of the best things I think about Kansas, and I just really was appreciated one night. I think I was I was out on like a walk or something, and the idea came to mind of how every single day there's a different sunset and mm. it's something to enjoy. And I just wanted to share that idea, that thought with people um, in the best way I knew possible, and that's through art. So that was also kind of right around the time where NFTs were beginning to pop a little more, and I was figuring out how I wanted to enter the space, and the idea just kind of came in my head. So mm-hmm. I said, why not? And I just began, I kind of started with the base of my figure standing on a hill looking out at a sunset, and then just began digitally painting so many different sunsets that um, I took from pictures that I had. I had friends send me pictures of sunsets and kind of mm-hmm. just started replicating those off of real life experiences that I've had and other people have had um, to share. And hopefully the idea around it was that someone can find a sunset that connects with them and brings them peace um, and that they really enjoy and can purchase that as an NFT and that can be their sunset. That can be their happy place um, to kind of go to within the internet if they need it. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was a really cool concept that I hadn't really seen a lot of people do. I know there's a lot of oversaturation in the NFT market and Definitely. a lot of it was just for a quick buck. I mm-hmm. just wanted to put something out there that people could really enjoy. And I've kind of let off on it a little bit as the market has gone down yeah. and it's become less popular, but I'm going to keep pushing them out because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so the ultimate goal with that um, collection is to get to 365 total. I want to oh, just have the number of how many days there are in a year. So theoretically it can be a whole year of sunsets. Each each day is different. That's the idea, the idea behind it. So cool that's kind of cool uh, to hear the i guess story behind it um and like yeah. you know, we've been talking about this whole time you know using kansas where people would think that oh, what can you get inspired by like wheat fields uh, but using those <laughs> signature kansas sunsets because yeah for the majority of people that listen to this that aren't from kansas um the sunsets are kind of the you know the the thing everyone everyone loves the sunsets I always know there's a nice sunset out because I'll get on Snapchat and see like five stories or tons of stories in a row where it's just Kansas sunsets. Um, so that's cool. I never would have even thought about that until you mentioned it, but that's that's really cool. And how you even had, you know, you used your own pictures and stuff that you've taken to kind of get inspired with those and even had friends send in. Um, so that's cool that you used actual like real life photos and examples to inspire that. Um, and I really like the 365 uh, days a year that's that's pretty cool yeah man i appreciate it this it was just slowly just all those ideas didn't come at once and they just slowly mm-hmm. kind of evolved together into like this perfect little project and i was really surprised by the end of it and i'm i'm not done with it yet but i'm super content with where it's at and mm-hmm. what it like means and i'm glad i think this is the first time i've actually really gone into depth about it so i'm glad we got to bring that up and talk about it on here yeah um so then, I mean, we kind of talked about some of the stuff you want to do in the future, um, but is there anything that you wanted to get, I guess, more in depth or something you didn't touch on, um, different projects, collabs, even non-art endeavors that you're kind of excited for, for this year um, or maybe next year that you have planned? 
Um, off the top of my head, um, I'm really, I'm really just like excited to see every single day just what comes to mind next. I don't, I usually don't really like plan things out too much um, when mm-hmm. I create. So it's kind of just whatever comes to mind that day or what I can build up um, in that moment from experience. So in that sense, I just, I'm kind of just excited every single day to just see what I do, what something strange might happen that spark something strange that happens that might spark an idea. Um, I just really get excited for each and every day to look forward to. Um, in terms of collabs with other people, I have a really, there's a really great artist. His name's Abe Onkst and he's a abstract painter, mm-hmm. um, designer, creator, and he's, we connected for about like three years now and he's out of Pennsylvania and just does great pieces. And we actually did some sunsets together for that collection. Nice. And he's just someone that I feel like our styles blend really well. And I've been able to create a really good relationship with him. And I, we've talked about like future collaborations. So hopefully there's going to be more with him. Um, there's also a great abstract oil pastel artist. Uh, he goes by Wag Made It on Instagram. He does a lot of pop culture stuff and then his own like abstract pastel pieces. And we've also talked about collabs and the ideas are building. It's just everyone's busy and mm-hmm. eventually we're going to get there and create something amazing. So those are two like main guys that I've really connected with over the years and um, hope to do a lot with. I just... I really appreciate their artistic ability and their what they bring to the art world. So, um, I guess another like thing, um, I'm looking to like move out of Kansas, and because <laughs> I've just been here my whole life. Yeah. Oh, I I get it. I get it. Yeah, and I and I it will have a, like a place in my heart, but I'm just I, mm-hmm. I'm ready for new experience and growth in new ways. Um, one to further my art career, and then also just experience life in a different way than what I've been used to. So uh, with that, I'm, I'm looking to move like at the start of fall. I have no, I haven't set that um, exactly what I'm going to do yet, but I think that's going to inspire a lot of change in my work probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not really sure what direction that's going to lead depending on where I go, but I'm really excited just to see what happens. So cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, you have coming next any collabs or anything um, and how your art evolves um, and yeah I definitely get the uh, wanting to leave Kansas I mean as we've been talking this whole time about how it's you know beautiful how you get inspired from it um, but especially being here your whole life you know like I'm going to grad school for the next two years um, so I'll still be here for at least then um, but I probably um, if everything goes to plan won't be here too much longer um, and that's yeah. not, you know, cause I hate it or dying to leave, but I just, you know, kind of want to get out there and explore the world. And, um, like you said, you know, it'll always have a place in my heart. You know, I do love it. You know, I'll miss the sunsets. Um, but I definitely want to get out there and kind of see other stuff, um, and experience new things. For sure. Um, so I guess kind of to start wrapping it up, um, if you could go back to, um, whether it be like two years ago or so, when you kind of started taking art more seriously um, to when you were a kid or even to a few months ago, 
Um, what advice would you give yourself? Oh man. <laughs> um, if I'm thinking two years ago, I would say just work hard and be patient. I think there, and don't compare yourself to others. I think mm -hmm. like when I started off early on, my art honestly wasn't very good. And as I look back on it, but that's because we all need to like start somewhere and develop. And mm -hmm. I think one thing I quickly learned was you can't get caught comparing yourself to others that are making amazing work and just kind of really focus on developing your own style and staying true to um, what you what you love to do. And the work will be great if you do that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just the biggest thing is just really, really just working hard and doing it because you love it. Um, if you do it for any other reason, then I just don't think it's going to work out. And that goes for any creative passion. Um, if you're not enjoying it, then I feel like you shouldn't be doing it because mm -hmm. then your work's just not going to be very good and it's not going to be fulfilling for you if you're trying to do it for others or for different reasons than for making yourself happy. So I think that's just something I would always reinforce in my early stages and um, what I've just learned as I've gone on. Yeah. And then uh, I was also going to say, don't get like frustrated when you do have like creative blocks or maybe are like struggling with something because, and everyone goes through that and everyone has those slumps um, and you just got to stay focused and do things that are going to help you get out of it that are positively healthy and really just help you stay in the best mindset you can mm -hmm. um, to be the best version of yourself. I think that's super important and realizing the things you need to fix and the people you might need to cut, cut out of your life to really focus on what you're passionate about and mm -hmm. find those good circle of friends that support you. It's just creating a holistic lifestyle that's going to help you be the best you can. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I mean, a, t a ton of great advice. Um, I feel like a lot of people are too afraid to sometimes try new things, you know, whether it be do art in general or try charcoals, you know, try digital art um, and try to, you know, branch out and try new things. Um, but one thing, especially like in business and going to, you know, business classes, entrepreneurship, um, the biggest thing, like the greatest thing to learn from is failure. Um, so I think that's very yeah. important. I mean, I'm glad you touched on that. Like, you know, at, at first you're going to, you're probably going to suck. You know, you're, you're not just going to be, you know, most likely not just going to be, you know, Picasso um, as soon as you pick up a paintbrush. And, um, you know, I'm, you know, this podcast only a few months old, like it just launched in like late January. So there's still a ton of stuff that, you know, I don't necessarily love about some of the art or some of the things that I put out. Um, but I'm, I'm learning, you know, like if you go back to like, look at some of the earlier clips, they're in a different format. And then I was like, oh, well, this format isn't really working. I don't really like it. So they've evolved. You know, I've adapted. I like them a lot more now. You know, some of my friends have complimented me when I've changed them. Um, and it's cool to kind of feel that progression. So like, don't be scared by the, the challenge of, of, oh God, you know, like, like when you mentioned the charcoals earlier, like, you know, you've seen people online that do crazy detailed drawings and you're like, how, how can I, you know, use this powder and create that? Um, but that's, you shouldn't compare yeah. yourself to others. Like you said, like you just got to 
do your own thing. And eventually you'll get to, you know, maybe not there, but you'll improve. Like you, you'll get better. Um, so I think it's really important to uh, not worry about it. And like you said, have fun. Um, you know, do it because you love it, not because you feel like you have to do it, whether it be for others or for money. Um, do what you enjoy and eventually you'll get there. Yeah. And I think Tyler, the creator, I watched an interview a while back, I think, with his convert. He had like a podcast segment with Converse. Oh, yeah, I watched that. And yeah, and he, he was kind of just talking about how if you want to do something, you have an idea, just try it. I think a lot of people are scared of that failure aspect, like you said. And if it does fail, you can't like hold yourself down because of that. You got to just move on and try something new. Um, if you if you bring yourself down because something didn't turn out how it was supposed to, then it's only going to hold you back from the next great opportunity that's right around the corner. So um, I think that's just great advice of just keep trying. And, and if it doesn't work out, then it didn't work out. And it's simple as that. Just go on to the next and repeat the process because the whole thing's a journey and there's never really an end point because you never know what's going to happen next. So. Yeah, sweet. Um, so lastly, if there's anything else you want to touch on, um, anything you want to say before we ended, um, like plug your socials. I'll have the links below everywhere um, that this is posted. But any last thoughts or plug your socials? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm just Chris K Creates on every single platform, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, I think I am. I'll have to double check. But I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, that's pretty much the main three I use. Um, Colton, thank you for having me. This is awesome. And it's great to see like a fellow Kansan doing something, um, creative and it's just, it's rare to see someone from like a smaller town. Like we grew up pretty close to each other. We just found out and, and both in pretty small towns. So Mm -hmm. it's great to just see people doing creative things that, um, when their environment didn't necessarily like, um, bring them that initially and being Mm -hmm. able to find that and find a passion through it is great. So um, to you and to the people, just keep moving forward, keep doing what you love and um, everything will work out. If you just keep your head down or keep pushing forward, keep your head down and, and involved in what you love. So. Awesome. Well, yeah, I, like I've you know said, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, it's been amazing. I never thought, you know, I'd have someone from Kansas and especially from somewhere so close. I mean, in a town that I've been to, um, several times, um, to create and kind of be in this world. Cause you know, I kind of, in a sense felt alone because everyone, you know, when I mentioned Kansas, they're like, what, like, how do you, how do you know about us? Like, how do you even know about this stuff? Um, so it is really awesome to have um, someone from Kansas and from so close, um, on the epi- or on the podcast to kind of talk about your art. So I really, really appreciate you coming on and I'm excited to see what you have next. Yeah, man. I appreciate it so much and can't wait to see where this goes for you as well. <laughs>